That's right, folks. Another episode of the Razzball Fantasy Football Podcast. Today, we'll be breaking down the NFL draft winners. We have five rookies that we feel that land in ideal situations for their fantasy value as soon as 2023. We have seen plenty of rookies over the past few years come out and dominate for fantasy. In some cases, it was guys that we didn't even expect. So on today's show, we'll be talking about some first-rounders, second-rounders, day-two picks, and maybe even a day-three pick for you to keep an eye on in your dynasty and redraft leagues in 2023. Before we do, I want to make sure you follow us across the board at Razzball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. I know you kids are out there watching. Hit that subscribe button. Hit us a like. Leave a comment on your favorite winners from the NFL draft. And also make sure you jump over to our other social media accounts and watch our latest videos over there. And of course, make sure you jump over to Razzball.com. We're doing great written content on every single sport you can imagine. We have everything from hockey, basketball, baseball, and football. So go check out all the great content and all our great writers over on Razzball.com. But today's show, we're to break down the five NFL draft winners starting right now on the Razzball Fantasy YouTube channel. Speaking of winners, Gladys L. Tyler helps us six winners. We have five from the NFL draft, and number six is Gladys. Gladys, what's going on? How you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I, I just need everyone to reply in the comments. I have two questions. One, is Tyler Hero wearing one of those candy necklaces? You know, that like, you remember those candy necklaces that you yeah. can eat? Yeah. I need to know if that's what he has on. And two, what is the um, subscribers' um, thoughts on walking your dog in your PJs? Love it. I can tell you from my perspective, I I actually don't, I'm not a PJs guy. So I'm a sweatpants, sweatshirt guy. <laughs> so if that counts, I do it every day. So, <laughs> like, so. <laughs> I am all in if that is the case. Speaking uh, of walking around in your PJs, let's talk about the five winners from the NFL draft. The rookies. The, all five of our players that we're going to talk about today is our rookies. And, and I'm sure in the next few weeks, my craziness will say, let's do five winners that are current players. But today's show, we're going to break down some rookies. Now, Gladys, let's kick it off right now. Because you love me so much, you decided to call out the New York Giants wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt. Tell me why I should be excited for this kid heading into 2023 and beyond. Well, actually, I put him on for you. Um, I'm not I'm not sure I'm that excited about him, but I think that the New York Giants uh, wide receiver depth chart is sparse enough that he has a chance to play. Um, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to pass the ball as much. So it's not um, it's not going to be by volume that he's going to win your fantasy leagues, but I think it's going to be by quality, not quantity. I think right now he's sitting behind Isaiah Hodgins, who had a really good year, actually. But uh, I, I don't see New York, I don't see the Giants um, veering from what made them successful last year. And that was they ran. They were 25th in um, pass attempts per game with only 30.6 pass attempts per game. I don't think that's going to like monumentally increase because Jalen Hyatt's there. But I do think because of the uh, quality, no disrespect to the gentlemen that are currently on the roster, that he will have his chance to have games where he has a high ceiling. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it. It talk about we're talking about winners today, and that landing spot with that the volume, the quality of players around Daniel Jones stepping up, Brian Dayball, Saquon Barkley. I, you got to love the idea that the, basically all the other guys on the roster right now are 
like randoms. So at the wide receiver position. So you got to love this kid's outlook <clears throat> heading into this season. All right, let's jump down to number four. It's Jonathan Mingo. And a lot of this has to tie back to um, number one, Bryce Young. I mean, I think there's a lot of excitement for this guy. I know he's an undersized quarterback, but a lot of comparisons. They call him the Steph Curry of basketball uh, football. <laughs> so I'm already excited about all that stuff. Um, the other thing, though, I do like is that there's a couple things when it comes to the foundation they laid around this kid. Number one, uh, not only did they have the young quarterback, but they have a veteran in Andy Dalton who could stabilize some of that room. Plus, if he were to start, at least we know he's able to sustain some level of talent around him. The other thing is the the guys that they have on the roster right now. You have Adam Thielen in his mid, going on to his mid-30s. He's signed a quote-unquote three, four-year deal, but really it's a two-year deal. So even veteran like him could be out after two seasons. DJ Char comes in on a one-year deal. And then Terrace Marshall, to this point, hasn't really shown up. Now, uh, Frank Wright comes in. Frank Wright wasn't a part of that decision to draft Terrence Marshall. He was a part of the process for Jonathan Mingo. The other things that I thought were interesting is that when you look at the head coach and then also the general manager, I thought this was interesting. The GM has been there for two seasons already. This is his third draft with the Carolina Panthers. However, Scott Fritterer, by the way, it's Fritterer. He's got two ers at the end. He actually he was 20 years in Seattle. He was credited with drafting guys like Tyler Lockett and, of course, DK Metcalf. Well, where did DK Metcalf come from? Old Miss. So maybe he felt like a little nostalgic. He goes, maybe we should go out and get another Old Miss stud in the second round. Another guy that's pretty size, big size, 6'2", about 225. So he's a big physical outside receiver. I see a lot of things about him, maybe being like a big slot guy as well. So that's interesting, um, ironically. So I think there's something there. But also Frank Wright. We've seen in the past Frank Wright have success. Not necessarily in the first year, though. I'll say that Michael Pittman in 2020 was the wide receiver, nine as a 79 as a rookie, third to third in team routes. Paris Campbell got hurt. Keenan Allen, if you want to go way back to the tight days in San Diego, he was a uh, he was wide receiver 18 his rookie season, but he was also third in routes. Alex Pierce in 2022 finished wide receiver 62 in PPR points per game. So there. There isn't a lot of success as rookies, but those guys all did have decent roles, third receiving options in the offense. So I do think there's something there. And plus, finally, he comes from Lane Kiffin, by the way. And Lane Kiffin, if you're going back to some of the years uh, with UH, uh, USC and Alabama as offensive coordinator, guys like Calvin Ridley, uh, Robert Woods, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, um, Marquise Lee, Nelson Aguilar, some of those guys had a lot of success in the NFL, so I do like that as well. For Jonathan Mingo, hopefully he can earn that spot ahead of Terrace Marshall heading into 2023. Let's jump down to number three. It's Jordan Addison, who lands with the Minnesota Vikings opposite of Justin Jefferson, replacing uh, Adam Thielen. So tell us why you like Jordan Addison as a winner in 2023. Anytime that you are getting someone who is going to play opposite of Justin Jefferson, you have that person has won the game of life um, with Adam Thielen gone. It's 107 the 107 targets last year Adam Thielen had, and he also had like a 20.2% air yard share. People are still going to double Justin Jefferson, which is giving Jordan Addison free reign. Um, I'm not that worried about KJ Osborne stealing his thunder. Uh, I think that the loss of Adam Thielen for Minnesota opens up a 17% target share, 107 targets, and like I said, 20 point two air yards which Jordan Addison in my opinion was probably the second best wide receiver to come in this in this class and uh 
that Minnesota got him on Kirk Cousins like last year that he needs to prove himself is pretty awesome. I think what we've seen from the Vikings offense already is that they could definitely support multiple pass catchers and KJ Osborne's a free agent. So I do like this one as well, especially in dynasty jumping down to number two. Um, when I started kind of looking through this and trying to figure out winners and losers, I went through like pretty much every team and just did everything from current to rookies. And one of the guys that stood out to me was this kid, Chase Brown. Now, the reason why is he immediately becomes the second highest draft capital running back, even though he was drafted in the fifth round because Evans and Williams were not drafted that high. So he becomes, he has a little bit of draft capital in that sense. The other thing about, I like about this kid is he is an absolute workhorse. So if you look at his college dominator, he was 93rd percentile, 42% of his team's carries last season. So he can handle a big workload, but then you look at his workout measurables. It's like, holy crap, four, four, three, a 40-yard dash, 92nd percentile, speed score 89th, burst score 95th, bench press 86th with 25 reps. So he's 209, 5'10", stocky, could easily become that two-down thumper. The other thing, Joe Mixon, by the way, a lot of talk, a lot of conversations about Joe Mixon this offseason. Uh, it does sound like he'll be around this year, but moving forward, it sounds like Joe Mixon could be on the outs as a team option for 2024. I can, I can already see them. Getting rid of Joe Mixon, this kid has a real chance to emerge as the early down guy as well. Guys like Williams, who back up only have one year left on their contract. Evans has two, but I'm not really worried about him. Zach Taylor does have experience bringing in rookies. So when he was in the Miami Dolphins a few years ago, uh, they drafted Lamar Miller behind Reggie Bush and company. Reggie Bush obviously started that one year, but then they let Reggie Bush walk. In his second year as a starter, he really made some leaps of Browns. And Lamar Miller was a fourth-round pick. So fifth round, fourth round, not too bad as well. Not a lot of exciting uh, – the coach for Illinois, I looked at his like historical running backs out of college, and the best name I got for you is Alex Collins. So do what you want with that. But Alex Collins had some moments, but that's not really that exciting. But I definitely have this kid as a winner because as soon as next season, he could be a – the early down back on an elite offense led by Joe Burrow. Let's jump down to number one from rags to Richardson. Huh? Huh? Well, I thought that was kind of funny. That was pretty wow. good. Anthony Richardson. I know, right? Bad puns in fantasy football analysis. That's all I do every day. All right. <laughs> Richardson at number one, Gladys, tell us why he's the winner of the NFL draft in your opinion. Where he landed. It's, it's strictly, uh, it's strictly where he landed. If he had gone anywhere else, I, I don't think I would be as high on him, but as far as like every article I've put out since the draft and every podcast I've been on, Anthony Richardson is the clear winner to be hooked up with Shane Steichen. Is that how you pronounce his name? Steichen? I like it. Steichen. Um, Steichen's worked with Philip Rivers, Justin Herbert, and just and Jalen Hurts, right? All of them showed increase in their completion percentage, increase in their yards per attempt, and hurts for like they're all three different kinds of different kinds of quarterback. Like uh, Philip Rivers is not the most mobile quarterback that you'll ever see, and um, Justin Herbert is that tweener. Like he can be mobile, but he relies on that cannon of an arm. And then Jalen Hurts has the arm and the mob- mobility. And Steichen has managed to have each of them be more successful each year that he's worked with them. So the fact that Richardson has the highest ceiling of any of the quarterbacks, any of the five quarterbacks 
They were drafted in the first and second round. Did Hooker go second or third round? He went third round, didn't he? Third. He went late. Yeah. Yeah. He went late. Third round. Yeah. The first three rounds. Um, I think his ceiling is astronomical with Steichen. As long as those two hook up, I, I think it's just he's a dual threat. And I know that his like completion percentage hasn't been above fifty nine percent in his in his thirteen games that he started. But he's only played thirteen college. He's only started thirteen college games. So I my money's on Steichen making him better than Jalen Hurts. I I think when it comes to Anthony Richardson. We have to separate the NFL piece and the fantasy football piece because even if he starts right away, you're going to want him for his likes because if they allow him to run like they huge Jalen Hurts, there might be a learning curve a little bit in the passing development, but trust me when I tell you, no matter who the quarterback is, even Malik Willis, the worst case scenario, Malik Willis was put, able to put up like QB two numbers when he threw for 75 yards because he's running the ball constantly. <laughs> Trust me what I tell you, you're going to want Anthony Richardson on your fantasy team. So if he earns that starting job week one, I will be drafting him probably at, at the end of every draft, just as my QB two, just to stash him because let's look what happened to Justin Fields last year. When you have a mobile QB, the sky is the limit. All right, folks, that's all we got today. That's our five winners from the NFL draft, five rookies, by the way, that you need to keep your eye on in this heading into this offseason, and especially if you got those dynasty leagues coming up. Guys, before we close out the show, tell us the people what you got coming up. Any articles, any podcasts, tell the people where they can find your content. Um, so I have a NFC West defense coming up for a Raz Ball uh later on this week. I have the five veteran quarterbacks that you need to keep an eye on coming out for Rotor Baller, I think. Um, sometime this week and um, podcast next Monday. Come see me and Jay on the two point conversion. And the next Thursday, come see Jorge Martin from the cookout and myself and Jay and Kyle Sinra. We will be mock drafting the best running backs ever to play in the NFL. Love it. Look at that. A lot of interesting topics. Basically, you go to Gladys if you just need any content at this point. Just go to Gladys and you'll be good to go. I want to thank you once again for joining the show today. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the comments. Go watch another video. We got a bunch of content. We have the NFL reactions from day one. And we also have our top five picks from day two that just dropped. And later this week, we have five. We're going to negative town, folks. We're talking about the five losers from the NFL draft. Once again, I'm your host, Bobby Lamarco. You can follow me at Bobby Lamarco on Twitter. We are out of here. Let's go.